Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast and happy Tuesday. That feels like a Monday for your girl because I wasn't on yesterday, but I'm back, baby. Back. Back in the toasty groove. Yeah, I'm back. Hey, Jax. Is there a question there? How you doing? Darn good, thank you. Welcome back, La Tour de Lou. Oh my God, thank you so much. Not only am I back on the toast, I feel like I'm back to life. I've just been, I have not left my house in eight days. I have like not showered. I look like a disgusting rat. And so today, like my hair is done, my makeup is on. Like I feel, I don't know, I'm just feeling like myself again. I love that for you. How is due? The question on everyone's mind. Let me say this has been a horrible week. Like maybe one of the worst of my life. Top five for sure. Um, depends when you ask. Theo is okay. He's totally fine. He's like, um, he's stable. Well, he's stable. He's feeling good. He's eating. He's cuddling with his parents. Like all signs. He's on meds. So I, I don't believe he's in pain. That's like one of my number one concerns. Because I don't want to, you know, be doing this like selfishly. Like I want to be doing it for Theo, not for me. Um, so... If you haven't been like following my stories, I'll just give like a quick, you know, update. The last time I was on the toast, Theo was in the hospital. He had these two tumors. They are cancerous. They have spread quite aggressively. Um, surgery is not an option. We can't remove the tumors because it's, you know, it's everywhere. It's in his bones. Um, chemotherapy is really not an option. They don't think it'll work. So it's terminal. It's like a, it's a very bad diagnosis. Um, so yesterday we started radiation, which was like really our only treatment option for him. It's once a week for the next couple of weeks. He did very well yesterday. The it's it's palliative radiation. So we're not going to it's not curative. Like we're never going to cure this. But in the ideal scenario, this radiation would significantly decrease the size of his tumors and he could go back to, you know, living a somewhat normal life but with cancer. Ideally, his pain would decrease, his discomfort would decrease, and this would extend his life. Now, there's no guarantee that this works. Uh, we'll probably know by next week for the second appointment if the first one made any sort of headway with decreasing the tumor. Um, if it doesn't work... We'll cross that bridge. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been really hard. It's like, I think when you... like. Sorry. Like, I'm sure, like, everyone can attest to this, including you. Like, when you're a pet owner, like, you always think about this. Like, it pops into your mind, like, once a week, and you're like, that day will never come. And it's like just, like, always something you're, like, constantly afraid of. So now having confronted it with, like, my first, you know, dog that I own, we had a dog growing up, but, like, as an adult, it's so much harder than I could have, like, really ever imagined. I also think, like, this is a particular, like, tough situation. I don't know how, like, most dogs end their life. But ideally, it's, like, old age. With Theo's breed, we've always been prepared for, like, later in life. Him having a heart condition, it's it's ge genetic for their breed. So we're always, like, super on top of what they eat, making sure they don't get overweight. Always keeping heart health in mind. Yeah, and this breed doesn't have, like, the longest of years. 
And we've always known that, but this is much shorter than anything else. Yeah, like with a Cavalier, if you get to like 12, you're really lucky. But most of them start developing like heart issues around like 9 or 10. So I was prepared for that. I was not prepared for this. Like out of nowhere, left field, aggressive cancer spreading really quick at the age of six. Like every, and it doesn't make me feel better, but like every doctor we talk to is like shook. Like it just doesn't, like this should not be happening. It feels really unfair. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And I'm so sorry. And you're doing everything. You're doing so amazing. You're being so amazing for Theo. He has the best care. He has the best parents. I just like don't, I'm like afraid that I'm being selfish. I don't we were think- told at the emergency room that on Wednesday, once they did like the full biopsy and everything, we were like strongly encouraged to put him down. But um, we didn't. And I think that, you know, we were told that like most people who go to the hospital who were in Theo's situation, like we, we were, we did a CT scan, um, which showed like really like the, the amount that it had spread and it was like $1,800. And, and she was like, you know, most people can't even do the, the CAT scan. So like, I feel, you know, torn because I'm so grateful that I was able to do all this and provide everyone on my Christmas list is getting coal. Like I'm, I'm literally giving it everything that I've got. Um, and I know <laughs> so if I was much in for a, secret Santa. Yeah. I know that if I was in like a different situation, um, my options would be more limited and I'm really grateful that I have these options, but I just don't, I'm so afraid of like doing this just for me, you know? No, but you've been thinking about that every step of the way, you know, when he's in pain, you know, right now that he's on medication and he's not in pain. He's actually been quite happy at home. He's eating cookies, you know, he's yeah. homesick from school. He's getting the perks. I don't think that he's in pain right now. And I know that when the time comes that you'll make the right decision for him. I just really, really hope that um, this radiation like makes some sort of dent, like just a little, like, I mean, it would be like, she had seen like a similar dog situation who had over a year and she was like, I was shook. There's no way to know. Like cancer is just so mysterious. Everyone's different. So there's a chance it's one month and it's there's a chance it's three years like there's just no way to know so I know for a fact that like so many people have messaged me that like they're praying for Theo and like from all different you know denominations and I I just I know that works like I know it does it has to so I'm really appreciative and like honestly me and Ben were talking about like how like so when we picked him up from the hospital on Wednesday the timing could not have been worse right going into Thanksgiving weekend. So we had been doing all this research on clinical trials and we were calling all these different clinics and no one was in. So our goal was just to keep him stable and comfortable from Wednesday to Monday. We just had to make it to Monday because we could not get a single individual on the phone, via email, anything until Monday. So we did that and I felt like really optimistic on Sunday night. I was like, oh my God, we did it. And then on Monday I was just like, okay, I did it, but we have no sort of plan or like no hope. And so taking him to radiation yesterday, like felt good. It was like the first time I've been able to be proactive instead Mm -hmm. of just like keeping him stable. Now I feel like we're actually fighting. Um, So in that sense, I feel good, but like the, just, it's so unknown if it's going to do anything. And I'm just, I'm trying really hard to be positive, but it does. I, I feel like I keep saying this to Ben, like, I feel like I'm being punished. Like, what did I do? It's so unfair. So it's okay. He's going to be okay. Well, the big first step, you made it to Monday. And honestly, there were points last week where where, who knew that that was even going to be accomplished. So step one, check. You just keep doing the next right thing and you'll know what's right. You'll know it in your gut. 
I feel so also like so grateful for like the community that we've made. Like I seriously, there's so many people who have helped me in the last week that I know personally from the toast, like the hospital that Theo was at, you know, the head of oncology's sister is a toaster. And so we were able to connect with her over the holiday when really not a lot of other oncologists were working. Her name is Nicole Lehman. She was amazing. Um, I've had just so many people helping me like from the Cavalier Alliance. Her name is Tanya. She's amazing. She's just been like, you know, helping me with medical stuff, but also just like talking me through like literally being so upset. Um, there's just so many people and I will, I, I want to thank everyone, but um, really what I'm praying for, like everyone just send the most positive love and light to Dr. Carrie Rosen in Yonkers. Like her, <laughs> Theo's fate is in her hands. She's amazing. So I was like going through my messages because people have just been so helpful. Yeah. And this girl was like, I have had two dogs with cancer. You have to go see this specialist in Yonkers. I'm like, wait, is it Carrie Rosen? She was like, yeah. She told me her whole story. She sent me like all of her medical records. Like just everyone has been so helpful and so wonderful. And I'm so grateful. So I have to just really focus on the positive. Like one, that I'm able to provide this level of care for Theo. Like I'm very, very blessed. Two, that there are so many people like in my personal life, like so many people have been texting me, sending flowers, cookies. So many of the brands that we work with that sponsor the show, like Theo like touched everyone, touches everyone. He does. So like I, I have to focus on that. Like I'm very, very blessed in my life for the platform that we have, like the- The resources that you were resources, able to like- The access. Information, so, yeah information like Theo's on a bunch of herbal like so many people were like I know it sounds crazy but like holistic and herbal pet care is like legit and at first I was like okay sure but like everybody kept saying like the same couple of herbs they're like I swear to god turkey tail I swear to god union bio like I'm going to the holistic pet store today like access to that sort of information from people who have experience is an enormous privilege and I'm very very grateful so I really need to focus on like the good that I've, I've been able to do and hopefully will continue to do. But honestly, this has been one of the hardest things like I've really ever, ever dealt with in my life. And honestly, what's so weird is like this obviously isn't my first experience with like grief, but it is my first experience with like, hopefully not, but like potentially like losing someone over time. I feel like anytime I've lost someone, it's been so sudden. Like with daddy, like we just found out one day he wasn't sick, like he just had a heart attack. And people always compare, like, would you rather know? Would you rather be able to say goodbye? Or would you rather not? And honestly, this is so much harder. This is so much worse, like, for real. Yeah. And I just, like, I knew it would be difficult. I thought, you know, 500 years down the line. <laughs> it is much, much harder than, it's one of the most challenging things I've ever dealt with in my adult life, like, for real. That makes sense. And you're not wrong for feeling that way. It's, it's heartbreaking. But you're doing, like, we have to focus on the positive. Theo today, yeah. he's doing well. He's eating. He's eating. He's got his diaper on. Yeah, his he's diapers ready to take have on been the, world. the first few days. And I don't want to compare because I know it's, like, rude. And I'm not a mother. I know that. But this is, I think, the closest I'll really ever get to, like, a newborn phase. Like, we are up throughout the night. We are changing diapers. We are putting him back to sleep. We are giving him medication. We are taking him out. Like, a couple times a night. And then, of course, all throughout the day. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Wow. <gasps> wow. I will say, like, Ben will be the best dad. Like, if I'm, like, I'm doing 
he would probably argue that I'm doing less. Like he's doing so much. So I'm trying to like, you know, pick out positive things. Like Ben will be a wonderful father. We'll be great parents. I know it. Like I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying like, I feel like there's a lesson to be learned here. Like what is the message I'm being sent from God? Like it's not for you to have to parse out the message while you're going through it. You know, don't, it would make me feel better to like, know. you'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there. I've been thinking a lot about maybe getting another puppy because I've heard that like young spirits can really reinvigorate. They say like senior dogs or sick dogs. Ben's like not into it. He's like, why are we replacing Theo? I'm like, we're not. We're helping him. Then I also think like when the time comes, you know, in a hundred years where Theo's time is up, like I think it would be easier on us. Yeah. So I'm just thinking through a lot of things. Well, I love the idea of baby Me do. too. Baby do, 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 do. Do do baby do Theo would love it. The all the nibblings would love and welcome with open arms. So it's just been such a crazy week. I'm so excited to be like back doing mindless shit. Like it's been just eight days of heaviness, and I want to just talk shit. I want to just think about anything else but this. But I wanted to get everyone an update. Obviously, great. Well, thank you for the update. Thank you for being here. Of course. Oh my god, I really wanted to be here yesterday. Yesterday was such a busy day. I will say, like, I'm taking any appointment I can get for the radiology, but like the next couple of ones, how's 1030? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's great. Thank you so much. We'll just have to work around them. That's fine. It's, you yeah. know, it's that time of year anyway. It's a holiday. It's true. Things it's true. come up. We've got to do early. We've got to do late. Things happen. So when we dropped Theo off at radiology yesterday, it was two hours and they were like, you can go. Like, you can't even be here. So you can either sit in the waiting room or like go do stuff. So we explored Yonkers. Beautiful. Like absolutely stunning. We went mini golfing. It was actually so much fun. Um, and we just really felt like when we walked into that place where the like the animal hospital where Dr. Queen Carrie Rosen will hopefully bring my boy back to life. Um, we were like, it's such positive energy. We really felt like Carrie was some sort of like witch in a good way. Like she has some sort of powers. Like I'm telling you, I have a good feeling about it. That's good. Positive vibes only. It's so hard it, it for me, especially, but like I think for anyone in the situation, but given the fact that I'm like the most negative bitch on the planet, it's been really hard. I feel like you are being very positive and, and mentally healthy about this as much as you can be while also like experiencing the emotions of it. Every time I like when me and Ben are in the house alone for a really long time and like we don't talk to anyone, it gets really dark and we're only one of us is allowed to like cry be weak at one time like if I'm crying Ben is not allowed to cry he has to be like the positive one and when Ben cries I'm like Ben it's fine like we have been ping-ponging but when we don't like see other people it gets really hard but we had family coming over all weekend like Ben's parents came my family came like and every time they come like I do feel better yeah and Theo always like he can't really move around a lot but like when people walk in the room like his head perks up it's people he knows and loves like his camp and school friends and his tail wags so like every time people come over like I do feel so much better every time like I FaceTime you like I feel better but it's it's really hard you need buoys I I need buoys I was wondering this morning does the dog walking crew know what's going on yeah that's been honestly like one of the hardest parts is like telling people in my life who see Theo all the time right who love him so much Oh, I like, didn't mean um, to make you upset. No, it's okay. But like we, you and I, when you lived here, we shared a housekeeper and she loves, loves, loves Bruno and Theo so much. Loves. They love her. So she had come on Wednesday when Theo was still at the hospital and I hadn't told her and she was like, where's Theo? And I just like started crying and she started crying and, you know, 
she's been praying for Theo. And then I spoke to a lot of the um, old doormen in my building yesterday because I had some packages and they called me they're like, you want to pick it up? And I, I wanted to tell them because they love Theo. Of course, his dog walker, Jonathan, who loves him so much, has been texting me, his groomer. So he touched, he touches so many people. Yeah. And he that's been his, really hard. He has his community and his friends. It's, that's been one of the hardest parts. Damn. When you're like a ray of light, everyone you shine on feels, you know, they feel the darkness when, to you. when you're not there. It's so true. Shine on Theo. Shine on. Well, I have my Theo pillow here with me. Bruno and I thinking of Theo all day, every day. And we'll get through this. We will get through this. I was just like, I need it to be over, you know? But like in a good way. Yeah. I'll keep everyone updated. I know. Okay, well, I'm going to do my best to boo yeah, you today. That's my job. How are you? I mean, after that, I don't know. I'm, I'm good, I think. And yeah, no, good. I'm good. Just busy. Busy time of year, as I was saying, with Live on the Toast yesterday. We had a very fun time. Jolly good fun on the show yesterday. And yeah, just enjoying. This is the greatest time of year. I know you're having a hard time. But we have to acknowledge the space that we're in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, Turdy Lou. I know. I feel like it's like passing me by. When we were driving up to Yonkers last night, I was looking around. All the trees were bare. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck happened to fall? I missed the whole thing. You didn't miss the whole thing. You did. I did. I'm missing everything. It's not too late. It's not I'm too late. You're everything. still going to see the snow by Christmas. Yeah. Take Theo to see the lights. Yeah. I got to get him a stroller. I'm one of those people now. My dog has a stroller and a diaper. By the way, get your dog a stroller. I'm about to get one for a brew. He just yeah. loves to be strolled. Oh, I got to go to the pet store today. Thank you for reminding me. And you me. need to get your holistic pets. Yeah, no, he needs his Union Bio. Apparently, ever it's like a Chinese herb. Everybody's like... I'm here for it. Try I'm here everything. for it too. What's like, no, Jackie, what's the downside of that stuff? Hope? I don't... Jackie, I don't even know who I am anymore. I made an appointment with a pet psychic, okay? And what are you hoping to glean? That like, she can just tell me what is going on in Theo's mind. Okay. Like, mom, keep fighting. Mom, I'm okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that would be good information to have. Yeah, I'm just so desperate. I'm trying things like I probably would have made fun of someone for, and that's why I'm a bitch and I'm the worst. No, it's just you never, you have to learn. You have to walk in someone's shoes. You're learning. So are you going to see a pet psychic? Yeah. When? I don't know. I missed the appointment on Friday. I forgot. I was like so busy. Is it like Zoom? Yeah. That's a crock. I know. You have to go in person. No, but she came really highly recommended. Over Zoom? She came really highly recommended. Claudia. No, I know. Find a in person. They have to get their hands on pause. No, I know. Pause for pause. Pause for pause. Yeah. Okay. Back to booing. I know everything's just going to come back to Theo, but how can I know. I know. I'm going to try not to. I'm really going to try. Like, I really want to escape. Like, I need that. This show needs to do for me what it does for other people. Great. And that's on me today. Okay. I'm going to take that on. Okay. So let me just steward this ship. Without further ado, let's get into some mindless news that's going to take Claudia's mind off of things, even though I just brought it up again. Here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And the Fast Five stories that you need to know are brought to you by State Farm. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. The plan's all about being personal to you and your needs. So that means you get the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and most importantly, an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. So think about it like this. From your go-to coffee orders to your favorite pair of sweatpants, we know that you love to personalize your entire day just like we do. So Jax and I, two girls, so similar. We regurgitate the same thoughts. We finish each other's sandwiches. But we are 
so different from what we wear to what we eat to what we drink, our favorite mid-afternoon snack, our favorite ways to relax, and then, of course, our insurance needs. I mean, Jax is a homeowner. She lives out of state. She's got a lot going on. She's got dependents, okay? <laughs> that requires a totally personalized insurance plan. And so does mine, even though my life has a lot less meaning. So personalization just makes everything that much better. And State Farm believes that insurance should work the same way. It's your plan, it's your coverage selections, and it can all be personalized to you. And that's the way it should be because nothing is more personal than insurance. Not even comedy, not even food, not even poetry. So like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Let me just try that one more time. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Not my best, but... It'll do. Thank you, State Farm. Today's episode is also brought to you by StoryWorth. This holiday season, I want to give a gift to all of our loved ones that makes them feel special and unique, just like the relationship that we share. And that's why we're giving everyone we care about StoryWorth, an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. So every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of thought to ask. Like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? Jackie, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Going on a wellness retreat by myself. That's a good one. I would say mine would be pursuing stand-up. Oh, for sure. That's Not, one app. But I think that's pales in comparison. No, by the way, yours is beyond frightening. <laughs> So after a year of questions like that, StoryWorth will compile all your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. So it's like a year's worth of fun and like thought-provoking moments, but then you also get to memorialize it all. It's really so thoughtful and so different. Reading the weekly stories will help you connect with loved ones no matter how near or far apart you are. With StoryWorth, we are giving those that we love the most thoughtful personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to Story worth.com slash toast and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth, W-O-R-T-H dot com slash toast to save $10 on your first purchase. I love this gift. Today's episode is also brought to you by the farmer's dog. The results of switching your dog's food from kibble to fresh can seem like magic. When a senior dog starts acting like a puppy again and the pickiest of eaters can't wait for dinner time, you might think that some spells were cast. But the farmer's dog doesn't use any sorcery or secret ingredients to make their fresh food, just science. So the farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's developed by vets, it's nutritionally balanced, and it's made from real healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. It's the best option for dogs at all life stages because it's not kibble, it's not canned goo, it's just real healthy food. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are highly processed and they can use much lower quality ingredients than they claim to and they are extremely difficult to portion accurately. Well, the farmer's dog isn't just fresh, higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog's specifications based on their unique nutritional needs. This makes it easy to help your dog maintain the ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. Dogs at a healthy weight can live up to two and a half years longer than overweight dogs. And a fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits from healthier coat and skin, to better breath, even easier digestion, and smaller, better poops. So a healthy diet isn't just important for humans. As we know all too well, our dogs are the most important things in our life. And really what you put in their bodies every day is the beginning of their journey. And so do the best. Do the farmer's dog. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health, helping you guys live more happy, healthy, and full years together. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash toast. Plus you'll get free shipping, but only when you go to the farmer's dog com slash toast. Go to thefarmersdog.com slash toast to get 50% off your first box and free shipping. 
Thank you, La. You're welcome. Our first story, Linda Evangelista is making news by saying that she's not interested in dating right now. She said, quote, I don't want to hear somebody breathing. So Linda Evangelista is really one of the most quotable people. She's going viral again. Her first moment was, I won't get out of bed for less than $10,000, right? Right. And now um, she did an interview with the Sunday Times when she was asked about dating. She said, I'm not interested. I don't want to sleep with anybody anymore. I don't want to hear somebody breathing. And I think that's a really important point she brought up, you know, about breathing. Yes. And I know that this is something that you can relate to. No, we literally last night, like Theo came up to like lay between us and we were like, oh my God, so we were just like laying on him and it was such a nice moment. Ben was breathing so loud and so I I just couldn't help it. I'm like, breathe louder, breathe louder. And he had the absolute audacity to blame Theo. How did he work that one? He said it was Theo. Oh, he said breathing like that. that. Wow. I'm like, trust me, I know both of you in my bones and I know that breath anywhere. That was you, bitch. Your husband is the breather. Like, I actually. He's he's actually really more so the coffer, but yes, he is also the breather. Even in his Instagram stories, you hear him breathing in the background. Oh, good. Oh, good. So I'm not crazy. No, like, he just breathes. My husband and I, like, we don't breathe. You definitely don't breathe. I don't breathe. Zach really doesn't breathe. I, I honestly, I can't relate to this. Oh my God. Ben breathes and he breathes and then he breathes again. It is so unacceptable. And I know it sounds crazy, but I'm like, I just need you to stop breathing. Now I'm not saying I want you to die, but you do need to stop breathing. You need to stop taking breaths. In the, in the manner in which you, you are breathing currently. Right. I feel like maybe Linda Evangelista's like past lovers and husbands were Ben breathers because that's yep. like why she must enjoy sleeping alone so much at this point. And she's been and that's why I love making, because when I say something, Ben's just like, you're critical. Like you're crazy. You're, you're oversensitive. That's why I love making content with Ben because all the things that he does, like I get validated. Even we did a Patreon episode over the weekend and me, Ben, and Theo, like we couldn't leave the room. So Ben and Theo just had to listen to the podcast. How many times did he cough in the background? Oh, I didn't hear it. I was busy pumping, oh. so. Okay, like a thousand. Like I just love that there's documented examples. Right, and now he has his own podcast. Do you think that he is like secretly taking out some of his bodily functions? I know that Josh um, like edits a lot of the episode for like continuity when they're on zoom like they remove delays and stuff i have to imagine josh is removing well i should ask him like five to ten coughs an episode and, I'm gonna ask and him. throat clears right no <clears throat> th- those are all the same to me <clears throat> right that i've been clearing my throat a lot because it's like you know phase 12 of my sickness right and it's so weird it, it i will do it there's other people in the room it feels like i'm about to say something but i'm not i'm just like <clears throat> when you edit good guys episodes comma how many times does Ben clear his throat and do I say that right do you edit it out okay I think that makes sense I'll wait for him to respond oh he's on LA time so we'll see if he's awake Mm. I look forward to to hearing back yeah so anyways Linda Evangelista has attorney-like situation I saw like a funny, funny tweet because this this thing went so viral and there are like random headlines. And he was like, this is joining the headline hall of fame. And the others in there were like, we're so classic. Hold on, I need to find it. It was so funny. Please do. Ugh, I'm like a grandma trying to, 
headline hall of fame i should have like saved it or something i know you always i always save the things i never need and i don't save the ones that i'm constantly looking for no i don't even know who said it was it on instagram or twitter twitter which is just so hard to find but if if the text was headline hall of fame i don't know if they said hall of fame fuck it's there were some classics in there damn oh josh josh responded ha 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 who knows okay thanks for nothing <laughs> literally useless he didn't know he was being put on the spot yeah no i like and i'm always we doing that research no i'm always doing that on the toes like we're trying to prove a point and so sending texts to people and like either they respond to me and they totally negate my point or i forget and then after the show ends, I'm like, oh, why did Josh Peck text me? No, totally. You need to send like a disclaimer at the top. This is for research purposes. We are live recording the toast. Your answer will be live broadcast. And it does have implications. No, you know, at the beginning of like most podcasts on Dear Media, it's like, this is a Dear Media production. Yeah. I should just send that little voice memo so people know on air. Yeah. Yeah. We and are like, on air. And you know what? Give us a little something. You know, like. Right. Do a flip. Stir the pot. Stir the pot. Do, do a, a flip. flip. Yeah. Anyways, um, Linda Evangelista, quote, queen. If anybody, if anybody finds that tweet, just send it She to needs me. to be on Brainy Quotes. Do you remember it's Brainy giving, Quotes? Remember. I mean, I used it like yesterday. Actually, I, was, I actually did. Why? Because I wrote a speech. I spoke at a United Hatsala event, and they wanted me to speak. And I was trying to find a particular quote. Um, and I went on BrainyQuote.com. What was the quote? And did you find it? I was trying to find the quote that you always quote from Game of Thrones, but I wanted to get the exact wording. Okay. Um, and they had it on there. We've been saying it like a little wrong, but I liked our version better, so I kept it. What's the Brainy Quotes one? Brainy it's qu- not the Brainy Quotes one. It's the, <laughs> it's the Game of Thrones. <laughs> Hold on. I remember one time in college. By the way, do you know who said it? Uh, I think of the accent. Someone not like this. It's not like Tyrion. Yeah, no. I was surprised when I was doing my research. It was Lord uh, Varys, the eunuch. That makes sense. Yeah. That feels right. Um, who said it that? It was. Immitable words. Uh, who? No, wait. Who uttered those immortal <laughs> words? Mortal words. Margot Ashray on the redheads. That oh, did she start right. that? Yeah. Every time we do a rating for the book and we do the average... In every single episode, like accidentally, it's not even on purpose. She goes, that feels right. That's so cute. That's just her like not listening. (laughs) No, it's just it feeling right because that's what the average rating is. It's a representation of how we all feel about the book and it feels right. Right, Like it should feel right. Yeah. I can't find the thing I was looking for, but you know what I mean? I I stand by, I, I use brainy quote. You use brainy quote. Cool. One time, honestly, brainy quote is is the same as rhymezone.com. Yeah, but just for a different purpose. Yeah, no, a different journey. A different journey. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. That Claudia uh, sent my way. Oh, good. I meant to ask you if you chose this as a story. Of course, Turdy Lou. Mark Cuban announces his plan to exit Shark Tank after season 16. 
It's time, he said. Mark Cuban believes his time on Shark Tank is coming to an end. The billionaire businessman revealed that he will not be returning to ABC series after season 16. He said, this is our 15th year, and next, he, next year, our 16th year, is going to be my last year, so I got one more to go, he said on the All the Smoke podcast. He said he feels it's time to leave the series after first appearing as a guest in season two and joining full-time in the third season. I didn't realize he wasn't an original shark. I did because when they play those really, really old Grady episodes, like where there's Vaseline on the lens on CNBC, there's that guy, Jeff Foxworthy. It's so random. The guy who hosts Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Wow. Wait, actually, I don't think that's the same guy. Hold on. <laughs> Hold Meanwhile, on. Mark said that he is grateful for the impact of the series. I love it because it sends the message of the American dream is alive and well. I feel like in doing Shark Tank all these years, we've trained multiple generations of entrepreneurs that if somebody can come from Iowa or Sacramento or wherever and show up on the carpet of Shark Tank and show their business and get a deal, it's going to inspire generations of kids. That's what happens, right? Now we've got people coming on saying, I watched you when I was 10 years old. I'm like, fuck, but we're helping them, right? I'm invested in, I don't know how many hundreds of companies. Yes, by the way, Jeff Foxworthy. Like, isn't that weird? The same guy, are you smarter than a fifth grader? That is weird. Um, I was shocked by this news. I never thought much about Shark Tank ending or any of them leaving. It's just kind of one of those things. It's it's like stagnant. It's just, it's always there. And But it's also the way the formula is, it could go on forever because it's a revolving door. We don't need Mark on every episode. But but for him And to, Mark isn't on every episode. There's like six. But for him to like permanently exit feels like the beginning of something. Yeah. And I was just shocked by this because Shark Tank is almost like a soap opera. You know, it just goes on and people love it. And it's not going to change the world. But it's just like, it's something that I've come to rely on almost. And I was really shocked by this. I never thought much. I, if you had asked me before this, who would be the first to leave? Like I wouldn't, I, I would have never had that thought on my own. I, I agree. But now in thinking about it, he makes sense to be the first to leave. I agree. Because a lot of the other sharks are known sharks, you know? And yeah. being a shark is like such a big part of their brand and like such a big part of who they are. And I feel like for Mark, maybe not that you could really outgrow the tank, but like, he doesn't want to be in the tank. He is famous outside of the tank. Yeah. The most famous outside the tank. Now, the show will and can go on with the other sharks. There are enough sharks. Um, but I was really shook by this. Yeah. But it make, like it. it's not like he wants a future in TV. It's not like you don't bite, like, leave a good thing. It's not like Bethany leaving yeah, no, Housewives to famous do his own before show. He was famous and rich before. Yeah. And maybe in some ways being a shark is a little limiting. I mean, you know, they're on ABC. So your, your contract is with Disney. Like there's probably, it's definitely limiting in what other opportunities you can do. No, but also just like, oh, here comes the shark tank guy. Like when he's, you know, in a room of VCs and like all these big mm. investors. And it's like maybe shark tank I, seems like. I don't, I don't feel this way. I don't feel. Shark tank to me yeah. is the biggest name in business. Okay. Yeah, of course. I'm just speaking like what maybe a snob would say. Yeah. That maybe Shark Tank is a little pedestrian. I, by the way, people could, like fancy business people could see Shark Tank as pedestrian. But I think, you know, Mark's business and success like speaks for itself. Right. But maybe he wants to take that one pedestrian thing out of his portfolio while he continues on to big glamorous things. Who do you think would be the last person to leave Shark Tank? And why would it be Robert Herjavec? 
I actually think it would be Mr. Wonderful because mm. he is the show. He is. He's the heart of the show. Like without Wonderful, the show is not the same. I think without Mark, the show is, will be very much the same. I think without Wonderful, it would be Nunderful. You know what it would be? It would be not Wonderful. That's actually a really good point. I don't think they've considered that. Definitely not. But do you think that like everyone, all the other sharks are shook? No. Or do you think there's like behind the scenes like drama? I don't think there's really drama because they're all like so established. Normal people. And they're all like grown adults, you know, who yeah. aren't like, and, and as we parents, said, the tank isn't like all they have in this world and they're going to fight tooth and nail to stay in it. True. They have so much going on. I think they're just like, hey, hey, hey. So there are six sharks, right? One of them is always revolving. So now I guess all I've, all of them will be, or someone who's been like a, a fan favorite guest might now become a full-time shark. Yeah, like or someone A-Rod. who's guested a lot. Yeah, like But it's like that there's guy. always, it's never all the sharks there together. Like No, right, that's what I'm saying. So it's it's five sharks at a time, but there are six sharks. I don't know what the lineup is, honestly. Like, because I feel like Barbara's there's really, only there's in no half the reason. episodes. So it's, yeah, Barbara, Damon are like always interchangeable. I feel like Lori's always there. Robert is sometimes not there, but I feel like Lori, Mr. Wonderful, and Lori and Mr. Wonderful are always there. Yeah. Okay, so there's, I want to say there's six. It's Damon, Robert, Mark, Wonderful, Barbara, Lori. Yeah. Right? I didn't forget anyone? No, I'm looking at a picture. That's them. So yeah. Now I guess either it'll be all five all the time or it might be exciting to add someone new. Yeah, or to give someone a promotion that's been a guest. Like, right. Who's like currently like a famous businessman? Like Elon Musk, but he's like too rich and famous for that. But like, who's someone like that? Uh, I feel like there's always like random businessmen running for president. Like one of those people. Vivek on Shark Tank. That's what I, that's what I, if it doesn't work out, he can join the tank. I was thinking, but is he a businessman? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like someone like that. Hmm. Or like that. Everybody loves that guy, Chris. Um, He wears the bolo tie. GoPro. Yeah. The GoPro guy. He could get the the promotion. Also the kind bar guy. I was just going to say that. He could get full time. But I do think. Or like um, Sarah Blakely, if she wants it. That's what I was going to say. Having a woman who's also like famous. Like Sarah Blakely is really famous. Like I knew who she was before she came on the tank. The other two, I didn't know them. And she owns a basketball team. So like it would kind of be like similar to Mark. Yeah. I don't need it to be a famous person. I need it to be someone who's like going to make good deals and that has the money to make deals and has the power to make businesses successful. Like I want it to be a shark. Yeah. Someone who's actually powerful. Yeah. I don't need to know their name. I want maybe a new name. Yeah. What if we threw a new name into the mix? Maybe like a single businessman who goes on to be a businessman bow for someone. Love. 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 So that's what's going on in the tank. I feel The tank has been shaken up. Yeah. Shake it up. Shark tank. I have to tell Zach. I wonder if he knows. He never misses an episode and he loves Mark. Mm. But also like the news wasn't big. I saw it in like a random tweet and I was like, is this real? And then I had to like search. So it hasn't been... Because there wasn't an official statement no, or anything. I, he just said it on a podcast. He said it on a podcast that that's what he was feeling. I don't think he realized it was like going to be as big of a official. thing that it is. But it's, he's Shocking. still on this season and he's going to do next season. So it's... We have time. We have time. Our next story. Kylie Jenner says her and Jordan never fully cut each other off after the Tristan scandal. So Kylie Jenner did an interview with Jennifer Lawrence for Interview Magazine. And she talked about how... Um, 
her relationship with Jordan has transpired over the years. She said, Jordan and I, we always stayed in touch throughout the years and we would meet up at my house and catch up and just talk through everything. We never fully cut each other off. And one day, naturally, we were like, we want to get sushi and we don't want to hide anymore. The sushi outing occurred in July 2023 when they stepped out for a fun girls night. The outing sent the sushi park. The outing sent the internet into a frenzy, but it appeared the pair had been on good terms for some time. However, that doesn't mean the scandal didn't impact their friendship at all. Kylie noted that she and Jordan, who were once inseparable, decided they needed a slight break from each other following the incident. She said there's a learning lesson in everything, and I think that in a weird way, everything happens how it's supposed to happen. We were so attached to the hip that we needed space to grow into the people that we were supposed to be. I needed that independence and that confidence because she was like my security blanket for so long. Yeah, like their relationship was like unhealthy for like grown girls, like having sleepovers every night. They live together. Uh, right. So I agree with Kylie. I do, I do want to say like when celebrities get interviewed by like other celebrities, to me it's like such an eye roll. Like just give the journalist her job back, you know? But I happen to love, I read this Jennifer Lawrence one. Like it was, Jennifer Lawrence was so excited asking such funny questions, like snide commentary. Yeah. Obsessed. Obsessed. I was hoping there was going to be a but at the end of your statement because yeah, typically, you know, like. No, it's Kim Kardashian by Jennifer Lopez. Like why? Right. No, or it's like Scorsese on Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Like why? Go like I, I, make a movie. It's something I. I happen to just dislike. It just kind of gives like pretentious eye roll vibes. I like I don't like also it. because it's not typically done in a way that's really fun or necessary. Organic. And yeah. this was those things. This is just like a conversation and Jennifer Lawrence did a great job. What can't she do? Yeah. Uh, and like Jennifer Lawrence clearly just watches the show and like is a fangirl, but is also friends with them. And she like can't get over that she's friends with them. It was so relatable and she's so funny. And I thought she did an excellent job. So this is my exception to my rule. I agree. Does Jennifer Lawrence have a movie coming out? Because she's been out and about a lot. That's true. She is. But not that I know of. I mean, she's not in Hunger Games, no. right? It's crazy that she didn't go to the premiere. I don't know it's like a new generation like let them no, but like them she is hunger games she is hunger games that's true actually like at this very moment i am hunger games i'm starving what are you gonna have for lunch i don't know it's so hard i've just also like another reason i'm excited to be like out of my house like i have been just like a slob like i have reverted to my old self these last eight days like i have not worked out i worked out once i have just been eating crap like i literally ate a meatball sub like i'm just Damn. living my life it was so good but I'm like excited. Like I need to like put, if I want to feel good, I have to like put good things in my body. Like I need to like, like I walk to work. Like I, it, it's better. Reset. So I need to, I need to have like a good healthy lunch. Okay. What does that entail? Like a wrap. Is that healthy? I don't even know. <sighs> wheat wrap? Yeah. By the way, they only offer wheat wraps now. Can we talk about that? Like anytime I get a wrap, they always say you want whole wheat or spinach. I'm like, what about white? So you're just talking about 40 carrots, which is the no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I also get uh, wraps from Chopped and Lenwich. Actually, Lenwich has white. Maybe I'll get Lenwich today. Yum. Invite Dana. That's her favorite restaurant in the city. Is it? Yes. It would be. She loves their also, tuna. You know how we're always talking about on the toast, how there's a warm bowl place right by our studio that I'm always... Oh, not me literally dreaming last night about the warm bowl place. You know, I've been out of work for too long because I haven't had Do you it. think that was like your entrepreneurial side kind of dreaming about opening up Turdy's Warm Bowls? Turdy's Bolero? What did we say we were going to call it? Turdy's Warm Bowl. Yeah, but then we, then we... Bowls change to something. Yeah, whatever. 
Maybe. Maybe it's, you know, I heard that Mark was leaving and I saw an opportunity to be a shark. No, or you have to get on the tank before he leaves. That's a dream job. But I would have to be doing it with someone else's money. Even if I imagine like I had all that money, I don't think I'd commit to a job where I have to pay people, you know? No, but like you technically would make money. I would love to see, see a t- statistic of every shark, how much they've put out and what they've gotten back. I'm sure it's mo- all net positive because for one of the, for all of them, at least one has hit really big yeah. to negate all the other investments. Yeah. Like Lori will be in the green in eternity because of Scrub Daddy. Yeah. Now, I know Mr. Wonderful likes to claim that he's got the biggest deal because the guys who came on for Plated didn't get a deal, but then he ran into them at a conference later, invested, and they sold to Albertsons for, I think, $3 billion. No, it wasn't I don't billion. count it. It wasn't in the bills. It was in the Bs. Yes, it was. Plated Albertsons deal. I don't think it was in the Bs. Maybe I thought it was in the hundred millions. $175 million in cash. Oh. Is that what Mr. Wonderful got, or that's the whole deal? That's the whole deal. Okay. Oh, but someone so else said say 300 million. Okay, but still, not billions. Yeah. I think he likes to consider himself like one of the biggest deals because of that. But I'm just, I, I love Mr. Wonderful with my whole heart. It doesn't count. That's like saying Ring is the biggest product to come off of Shark Tank. Well, that's different because they didn't end up getting a deal from any shark. Right. So it's but, like not a Shark Tank he, product. But Plated did, but the deal wasn't done on air. It doesn't count. So neither does Ring. No, I would never consider Ring. credit for Ring? No. It's crazy that none of them gave him a deal. Yeah, maybe I was getting confused because that one sold to Amazon for a billion dollars. Amazon owns Ring? Yes. But Amazon has their own cameras. Uh, Amazon has their own everything. Who owns Ring? Amazon. Amazon. Wow. Like, that's a dream. If we could sell to any company, it would obviously be Amazon. Well, yeah. Right? Or like LVMH. I think LVMH needs a podcast in their portfolio. I'd have to think about it. Because you have to think about like the other companies in their portfolio. Like who you're so going to you be like having from Louis sites Vuitton. with. Right. No, LVMH is like so fancy. I don't think oh, LVMH. Speaking of fancy, I wanted to tell you something. Mm. I fell down a TikTok rabbit hole, which was just perfect timing. I thought you fell down. Me and Ben. I'm sure I did. <laughs> Me and, and it was like perfect timing because me and Ben have been watching. We watched Gossip Girl all weekend. We're like halfway through season three. Um, and there was like a whole, a couple episodes about Cotillion and like Dead Ball. And then I ended up on this TikTok rabbit hole. Apparently this weekend was, I want to get the exact wording because you will love it. Le Ball de, Le Ball de Debutant. In I think Paris, like the actual like debutantes of the world all had their like coming out debutante gala. Um, and there were so many TikToks made about it. So it's like princesses, heiresses from all over the world. Like there was one girl from America. She was so cute. And she's a descendant of Henry Ford. Gerald Ford? What's his name? Ford? Ford Motors. Henry. Henry. Uh, was he also president? Gerald Ford was the vice president oh. or president. No. Motor, motor, motor queen. Motor Henry Ford. She was so cute. Anti-Semite. Uh, Henry Ford? Mm-hmm. Oh hate my god! Hate to see it. They like a big fat everything. one. A big fat anti-Semite. Was he fat? No. Oh, just the anti-Semitism was. Yes, yes. I don't okay. think if he was fat, I would have called him fat. Because yeah, like no, he that can be, be crazy. he can be anti-Semitic, but I can't be fat phobic. <laughs> no, right, right. It's so true. Um, and so they all wore like haute couture, like atelier custom. 
and they were all just like beautiful and the gowns and, and they're all just like models. It was honestly, I'll send you a TikTok of like all the looks and somebody did like, here's who each of them are. Like here are their parents. Send me, send me the assets. Royal. Oh my God. What a fabulous place to have been. That's so fabulous. Please send me the assets. I hope some love matches were made though. Like what is the point? It's like them these are like aristocratic girlies who like there is actual society there. So these type of events are archaic for us, but for them, like they still exist in those types of like, you're coming out, yeah. you're eligible. Yeah. I guess they still do that in America too. Like a dead ball where you're coming out. Like, yeah, but that one's like a little like pointless. No, that's what I'm saying. But, but this one's not like now we know about all these girls. Like they're, they're being brought to the world for, you know, dating for, for we didn't know before. Publicity. Right. Okay. That's that's really cool. Please send it to me. Also, speaking of atelier, gorgeous royal fashion. Did you see Blackpink at Buckingham Palace? I didn't. You have I to heard see, about it. On you the have toast. to see their looks, Claude. Google it. Did you see some news that came out? Was that Taylor Swift had, of course, I think we pr had assumed that she had been offered coronation, and she said no, no. for King Charles. Why'd she say no? I'm sure she's busy and or disinterested. But, you know, she could get up there and sing, you know, I love a London boy. I enjoy nights in Brixton, shortage in the afternoon. He likes my American smile like a child when our eyes meet. Darling, I fancy you. Took me back to Hyatt, met all of his best mates. So I guess all the rumors are true. You know, I love a London boy. Boy. I fancy you. She also like could, she could have done that. King of my heart. Oh my God, she could sing King of My Heart. I have an eye twitch, sorry. Like I just need to hold my eye open. There's so many songs she could sing. I wish she performed. And was she still dating Joe then? Yeah. By the way, this dumb question. Did he already have his coronation? No, it wasn't a coronation. You were thinking of Jubilee. No, but there was something that people didn't perform at. Or did it already happen and we missed it? Maybe was I it just... The or was it No. Was it not memorable? No, there was like... Yeah, he had... Jubilee was one thing, which was amazing. Right. But there was another thing. His coronation. Yeah, it was in May. Yeah. And like. That's so crazy. Like, I don't even remember it. Irrelevant. No, but we had so many conversations about like, where's Harry Styles? Where's Ed Sheeran? Where's Adele? Adele. Yeah. But I felt like we had those conversations also about the Jubilee. Oh, yeah. But the Jubilee was amazing. Amazing. It's how I felt about it. And also something else about Tailored that I forgot what I was going to say. But I've really been enjoying the 1989 vault tracks. Me too. Do you, would you say they're the best vault tracks? It's really hard to beat Red. Well, take out all two about 10 minute version. Okay. We still got... Better Man. Mm -hmm. We still got Babe, which were songs we already knew. We still got Message in a Bottle. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. But also, I've had way more time to ruminate with Red. Ask me in a year. Okay, I think the 1989 ones are my favorite, but I also didn't listen to Speak Now ones. Not even all the Fearless. Definitely all of Red, though. Yeah, the Fearless and the Speak Now ones, in my opinion, don't compete. They're really good ones for me. Like, when Emma Falls in Love is so good. But as a whole... They don't compete with Red or 1989. Okay, cool. You didn't send me that TikTok I was looking for. I know, I forgot. Sorry, I've been a little busy. It's okay. I'm sure you'll find the time. <laughs>
By the way, the breakout star from that debutante ball I just found on my TikTok, her name is Lara Cosima. Where is she from? Now, let me, let me tell you exactly who she is. But she's like viral now. Lara Cosima Henkel von Donnersmark. Does she have a TikTok of her own? She does. That's how I found her whole name. She has 83,000 followers. Oh, no, that's on Instagram. But I just want to know, like, who she is. Yeah, and she has almost 300K on, on um, TikTok. Oh, here, yeah. Hello Magazine. Best dressed at the Debutante Ball 23. Lara Cosima was on there, but they'll tell me who she is. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Princess Lissy Selassie. So many good people. Yeah, Lara Connor looked good. Is she American? No. She wore Carolina Herrera. I think she is American. Send me the link. Drop a link. Oh my God, wait. I'm just reading about all the girls. This girl, Lara Connor, she's stunning. So Lara danced into the La Balle de Debutante in a colorful tulle gown by Carolina Herrera. The 19-year-old fashionista is currently pursuing a degree in government at George, Georgetown University. And um, her mother is a contributor at Vogue. Lara's best friend, Patrick Bennett, is her cavalier. King Charles? Okay, so Countess Lara Cosima. She's a countess, this girl who's like kind of the breakout star. She wore Jean-Paul Gaultier. Her gown embodied the signature silhouette of Gaultier's haute couture. Countess Lara Cosima is the daughter of Oscar-winning film director Florian Henkel von Donnersmark, best known for writing and directing The Lives of Others, which gained an Academy Award in 2007. The 20-year-old, oh, she's German. German star has built her own TikTok empire, gaining 40 million views. Okay. She has 300,000 followers. Let's just calm down. Um, over two months. Oh, I'm sorry. Over two months. Oh, she got popular on TikTok because she was doing like Day in My Life while she was interning for like big fashion brands. Cool. And she's a countess. Where does the countess miss come from? From the Oscar winner? I don't know. Also the Archduchess of Austria and the Royal Princess of Hungary. That's both the same girl. That's her title. Her name is Ildiko Habsburg. Habsburg. She's Habsburg. L- Lothringen. She's an imperial and royal princess, embodied regal beauty in a petrol blue Alex Mobile gown. She stepped into the spotlight wearing the Orle- Orleans tiara. Oh, wait. They keep saying cavalier. Oh, I feel like, oh, I feel like cavaliers, <laughs> we're thinking dog. I think cavaliers who escorted them. Because the other one said Patrick Bennett. I was like, wait, her dog is a first and last name? <laughs> So her cavalier is HRH Prince Constantine de Orleans. So cavalier is obviously like your your date. Or your dog. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can you send me this link, please? Yeah, it's so interesting now. Yes. Wait, I'm texting it to you. I also feel this like is- looking at the descendants of royals, not that we have that many, it's a good way to know what like the old royals used to look like because we don't have photos. But I'm sure some of them look like their grandparents or great-grandparents. And then that's like a way to know yeah. what Cece looked like. So Jasmine Yen of China, she wore an haute couture gown. She's a musician. She studied at the Berkeley Music College of Music. Um, it's just so interesting. Oh, and there was a Jew. She was my favorite. Talitha Stern. What color is her dress? Black. Oh. British debutante Talitha Stern hails from banking royalty. Her ancestors can trace their roots back to 17th century merchant bankers in Frankfurt and have been founders and shareholders in leading banks. God, this just reads like like an anti-Semitism propaganda. 
She's 17 years old. She wore Christian Dior. She's an avid ski racer. Her proudest achievement to date is being named the Anglo-Scottish winner of both the giant slalom events in 2023. And she made it to the top 20 in the French National Skiing Championships. Wow. She's so cute. She looks like a girl I went to camp with. Who's a billionaire. Isn't this interesting? It is. Oh, this, I guess there was more than one American. The American I saw was Ellie McGaw. Okay, who's she? She, um, I believe, is the Ford. She hailed her proudest achievements as winning the under-25 Racing Cars Grand Prix in Canada. Her Cavalier is from Scotland. He's a Marquis of Lorne who wore his family kilt to the ball. Okay, so a Cavalier is a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That wasn't Ford. There's, there's actually quite a few Americans. Olivia Ford Uzielli. She wore Oscar de la Renta. Her status is defined by her beloved grandmother, Anne Ford, a direct descendant of American inventor and industrialist Henry Ford, whose achievements are seen by many as the epitome of the American dream. She was raised in Beverly Hills with her sister and her best friend, Eleanor, who took part in the ball last year, and she now lives in New York City, where she is a student at NYU. Wow. No, this is just, I won't read all of them, but you should go down the rabbit hole. It's extremely interesting. I will, I will. <laughs> and I want to see TikToks. Um, so let's consider I'll that our fourth story, shall we? No, let's not, because I have something to do. What do you have to do, my dear friend? The remaining stories are brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place and all on your own terms. So you need a website, girlfriend. I don't know if anybody's told you this recently, but you're trying to build a business, a side hustle, an e-commerce website, whatever it is, you need a website. And it needs to look good, but you don't have to pay a bunch of money for that. Squarespace has got you covered. They have all different product features, whatever type of website you're trying to build. Whether you're trying to create an asset library. So if you're a photographer or a videographer who wants to showcase their portfolio and be able to send that to people when trying to book gigs, you need that. You want to sell merch? You can do that easily. Easily sell custom merch, create passive income that engages your audience and scales your brand. Do you want to create an online store? You're getting into e-commerce? You can do that. Sell your products on an online store with Squarespace. They have flexible website templates that'll look super professional, but you can do them all yourself. It will look like you paid a company lots of money, but you didn't. It was just you and Squarespace. Um, also what I love about Squarespace, if you're using it to sell stuff is they have a point of sale where you can sell in person by connecting a square reader to the Squarespace app. So you'd be able to keep your orders, inventory, customer data in sync with all the orders you've been taking online. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. So that's squarespace.com, get the free trial. And once you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash toast, and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Today's episode is also brought to you by seed. So Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic is a broad spectrum probiotic and prebiotic formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains for whole body benefits, including gut, skin, and heart health. I feel like everybody's obsessed with their gut health. And it's like, where do we start? What's a probiotic? What's a prebiotic? I feel like Seed is a great place to start. The DS01 Daily Symbiotic is formulated based on a robust clinical and mechanistic, me mechanistic research that includes the biologically active dose of each strain and ensures that the full dosage of live bacteria survives and remains viable through digestion or the trip to your doorstep. So a lot of people have taken probiotics or prebiotics and find that they don't work. And that's because a lot of times it doesn't even survive your digestive tract. But Seed has got you covered. It, they ensure that they will always make it through your digestive tract. And so what's the benefit of getting your gut health in check? Well, most importantly, big soft duties. 
I think that's important for a lot of people right in the morning. Um, also, there's a lot of skin benefits. If you're feeling like your skin is really clogged, guts, your gut just really can control a lot of things in your body. Um, and we love seed. It's been working amazing. Pooping every day, feeling good, digestion on fleek. They're going to promote healthy regularity and stool quality, and pr it can provide relief from occasional digestive discomfort, bloating, and intermittent constipation. So Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is that bitch. Visit seed.com slash toast and use code toast to redeem 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed, S-E-E-D, dot com slash toast and use code toast. Thank you, La. You're welcome, Fa. Our next story, a little update on the movements of one tailored Swift. She has flown back to Kansas City to visit Travis after finishing her Brazil Eras Tour shows. So after a rough round of Eras Tour shows in Brazil, the singer landed in Missouri on Monday to visit her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. She touched down at the private airport after taking off from Florida two hours earlier. And Florida? Yeah, she must have flown from Brazil to... Florida? Maybe she needs to refuel. Perhaps. Well, you know what? She doesn't have shows for a while. And like, I think she needs to relax. Like she needs to just lay with her boyfriend, be in love, go out to romantic dinners in a small town. It's literally a novel. It writes itself while she recharges for the next couple of shows. Like I feel like it's been all about Taylor, you know? So now let it be about Travis. This is important. We're almost coming to the playoffs. Like she can be supportive girlfriend. I feel like the timing's actually working out nicely. And I don't think she has shows like until the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what I think too. Not to, certainly not till next year. So she's able to right. spend the holidays how she pleases. Oh, where are they going to spend the holidays? By the way, Christmas Day football is like a thing, right? Or is it basketball? Football. Okay, so. Should we check his wherever? schedule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so hungry. Wow. Just felt like sharing. Okay. Do you think other people talk about like how hungry they are on their podcast? Yes, like, certainly no, on Smartlist. All they talked about was food. Oh, and, and on Good Guys. guys. <laughs> okay. Okay, here. December 18th, Chiefs Patriots. At Patriots? I feel like it doesn't say, but I feel like... The whoever goes second, I feel like is a home Oh, game. really? I think it was whoever goes first. No, because you say it like... It, how does it go? Chiefs, then Patriots? So you would say Chiefs at Patriots. Okay. Hold on. When they played the Eagles, where did they play? Philly. And Philly was first in the... It says oh. Eagles Chiefs. So first place is where they play. Look at us deductive reasoning. I don't know if that, like I believe that, honestly. Oh. Like that doesn't make any sense. It's the opposite. It's the opposite? So it's what? Um, Who's home? It's Kansas at Patriots. Kansas at Patriots. So you were right. Yeah, I was right. So then the, the Eagles in. play the Chiefs in Kansas then. City. Kansas okay. City. Missouri. Okay. Maybe I was wrong about that. So Chiefs at Patriots. Oh my God, New England, December 18th. Like that's... Oh, they could go to Rhode Island. They could go to Rhode Island. Oh, that's the perfect place to spend the holidays. Yep, then December 25th, they have a um, Christmas game, but it's at Kansas City. Oh, okay, so, so like be... the week before, but his and hers. His and hers. Wait, that's, that's what's so nice about having like such a robust real estate portfolio while dating an NFL player. Like, oh, are we playing the Tennessee Titans? Off to my mansion. Oh, the Rams or the Chargers or maybe even the 49ers? Off to my Palace in Los Angeles. All the like, New York teams, Bills, Jets, Giants. I don't know about Bills. It's a little far. She's a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bills, Giants, Jets. I would even put like New England, Boston, Philly yeah. in the New York area. Philly for sure. 
But then, so a uh, Christmas game at Kansas City, so they could be in Kansas City for Christmas, and then New Year's Eve game at Kansas City also. New Year's Eve? December 31st. Who the fuck watches football on New Year's Eve? If it's a It's Sunday, literally going to be us. It's going to be us. Oh my God, yeah, and we'll all be together watching football. Yeah. We haven't watched no, football together in so long. The boys are going to be so annoyed with us. Okay, but you know what? Ben was trying to explain something to me last night because we were watching this honestly terrible game, Vikings versus... Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. Yep. Um, and so one of the teams was like down by three or whatever, but the the losing team had three timeouts. I, but so they like used the timeouts. Ben was trying to explain it to me. I don't understand timeouts. Like, are they not just a chance to like get water and sit down? No, they're like strategic. You use them to, get to like run the clock. Yeah. I so don't understand it. Ben was trying to explain it to me. He made it so confusing like he Jackie he might as well have been speaking Chinese like I seriously did not understand one word he was talking about so I was like I think I should ask Shapiro like maybe Shapiro could explain it better so I'll ask him when we're all together okay cool or if somebody wants to explain it in the comments like I could not understand it for the life of me one thing at a time turdy one thing at a time wait so that's like such a fun end of year for Taylor hopefully like, those are her plans relax. holiday house yeah Kansas City maybe t- Travis is they in picked in out a home his new house already maybe for sure, for sure. Rich people move quickly. Yeah, but they also like do work to the house. Yeah, but t- Travis is not that kind of guy. Like, oh, somebody built a nice mansion with a pool and a waterfall. I'm moving in. Totally. He's the type who like literally brings a pillow and a toothbrush. Yeah, let me pack my things and like his Louis Vuitton duffel. Yeah, and like Taylor's so in love, like she wouldn't care. Yeah, but she's also like, you know, she's not gonna add too much commentary at this point in the relationship. She, she doesn't want to see him. Yeah, she's just gonna go with the flow. Oh, Trav, I love your house. I love you know? it. What, a, what a cute stripper ball. Brown comforter. <laughs> yeah, no, like no headboard, not a problem. Black sheets, cool. I love black. <laughs> Very reputation era of you, Travis. <laughs> Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Some publishing drama. You probably haven't heard of it. I thought it was so funny. Sports Illustrated is accused of publishing AI-generated copy and using headshots created by AI and publishing fake writer profiles. So Sports Illustrated has been accused of publishing AI-generated writing while using headshots of fake authors and creating bogus profiles. The Legacy magazine was called out for the content, which was allegedly written by non-existent authors. Sports Illustrated said that the work came from a third party who assured their articles were written by humans. An an investigation conducted found that multiple authors with biography pages on Sports Illustrated website were fake, including made-up interests, hobbies, and even an AI-created headshot. As well as the authors, some of the writing on the website's review page was accused of sounding like it was written by an alien with bizarre bizarre descriptions and formatting discrepancies. So some of the um, things that were found, Drew Ortiz, an alleged writer, had on his profile that he has spent much of his life outdoors and is excited to guide you through his never-ending list of the best products to keep you from falling to the perils of nature. It's so funny when you read stuff that's like, and you realize it's AI generated. It's written. It makes no sense. What were we reading recently? When, when we were designing our merch website. Is that what you're thinking about? <laughs> there were just like some blurbs that were placeholders that were like clearly written by AI. They made no sense. No sense. In like the footer where you would normally put like your return policy. They just like put some words from it. It was oh so funny. Oh my God, wait. Funny. I think I, I, might, I must have screenshots. It, they wrote something about war. Did they? Hold on, wait. Yeah. Sign up to get updates on new releases and things toast. 
Like that's not a And things sentence. toast. No, by the way, I just want to say, like, I know AI is the devil, oh, yada, yada, yada. Um, Oh. <laughs> doing collections, doing fashion is like a nonstop dialogue. War taught me. War taught me that not everything is glamorous. Luxury no. will always be around, no matter what happens Facts. in the world. I don't care about money. I really don't care. I just Facts. want to do what I do. I Facts. I love to Facts. design things that people can actually buy. I'm staggered. Facts. What a. <laughs> I'm staggered by what a boot costs today. <laughs> what i'm obsessed and we thought ai couldn't write comedy wait i just want to say <laughs> i know ai is like the devil whatever a, a company like sports illustrated spending any money on writing is just a waste like no one's going to sports illustrated for the thought-provoking articles like they're going to look at pictures of beautiful women and you know sports stuff like I think it's fine. Where it's illustrated swimsuit issue only happens once a year, though. Like the rest of it is about sports. So what? Like Are you articles sure? about sports, yeah. I don't feel like that's like not no, no, true. no. It's like shockingly true. I think. I think. Like go to sportsillustrated.com. Like what's what's the big is it headline? bikini models or is it sportsillustrated.com? NFL power rankings: Eagles, 49ers headed for top two showdown. What? I'm shocked. Yeah, it's all. It looks like okay. ESPN. I take back what I said. Oh my God, I'm literally shocked. How irrelevant are they? So like in that regard. They had people writing like articles. I guess if it's like a recap of a game, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they got caught. Okay. So it obviously it's, wasn't very good. It was kind of like our merch blurbs. Yeah, yeah. It was staggering how much a boot cost today. <laughs> yeah. It, by the way, it is staggering how much a boot it's costs It's staggering today. how much everything costs. 100%. Anyways, um, so that's a little embarrassado for Sports Illustrated. That is embarrassing. Um, but I think this might be something we see a lot. But like uh, uh, other publications will learn from yeah. this. Like they will proofread it and have like a copywriter make it look normal. But AI is also getting smarter. Like give them time. Also, did you see yeah. the most recent AI drama? We talked about this on the Patreon of Thanksgiving Day Topics about ChatGPT, Sam Altman. But then did you see this like letter that came out about Sam? Oh no, what? Is he not the good guy? I don't know. It was like an anonymous, what it was, no one tied their name to the letter because they're all like so scared of him, they say. But they said like there's. But, but, but hundreds of other employees wrote a letter begging the board to put him back on. They love him. You just should read the other letter. I'm just saying. Okay, for sure. No but like I'm, I'm more inclined to trust a letter that's positive, that's signed by so many people. No, nobody forced him to sign this letter than one anonymous troll. No, it wasn't what one. What did it say? It wasn't one. Oh. It was just another side. to. The, I just said, we said on the Patreon, like, there has to be more to this story. Like, what did Sam? So what did they say about um, him? Toxic work environment, so scary, you know, threatening employees, blah, 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 all that. Okay, toxic workplace has just become like one of those words that lost its meaning. Because mm -hmm. there are workplaces that are incredibly toxic to be at. Scared of but I feel like somebody speaking out. Somebody got reprimanded. Somebody got reprimanded once on Slack, and they were like, "This is a toxic workplace. Like, grow up a little bit." So I need to know if it's a workplace that is toxic yeah. or a toxic workplace. I don't know. Fear of speaking out, retribution, yada yada. All right, I'll have to read both letters. Yeah. Everyone has a letter to write. To write, and everyone has a letter and to read. But don't touch the Morgan ladders. That's the first rule of ladders. 
Then the first rule of letters is don't touch the Morgan. And if you can live by that, you'll be okay. You'll be safe. You'll be okay. You'll make it through. Well, we made it through. A great episode. So good to be back with you. We're back tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. Only a couple more weeks before our end of season. So soak it up. Our last our last episode for the year of season six. Is it six? I don't know. I think it is. Yeah. Let me check. Right? Maybe. That's crazy. That's like so crazy. We'd be going to our seventh season. And we don't like make up seasons. Like people do like two yeah. months of podcasts. Or like that's season one. No, season ten, they, is a whole it's year. It's like a 10 episode season they do. It's like so crazy because I remember when we started this season because every time I wrote the episode I had to like change from season five to six and I was like, damn, it's going to be taking me so long to remember to do this. Were you able to find it? I don't, I don't know. We're doing a lot of like looking on our phones today. We're finally doing what people want us to do. Whatever. Um, so our last episode of the year is December 16th. It's slowly approaching. So just prepare yourself because we ain't back till the new year. So there'll be Patreon, of course. Oh, yeah. Cause, this and is, this is a business. And we'll, also, we'll all be together. Yeah, lots of content. Yeah. Lots of TikTok. Everyone's getting in my TikToks. I don't care. I don't care. I have to drag them by their hair. I'll work on my moves. The Renegade. Oh, yeah. It's giving 2019. It's giving TikTok. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast the Millennium Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts and we're podcasts. If you have Spotify, news, social, public radio, wire, cast box, all the places where we visit the podcast, find us at Toast the Millennium Morning Show. We're about a beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented. We are. <gasps> have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye.